Hey everybody, I just wanted to let you know you can follow me on Twitter at Still Podcast or on Instagram at Still Waiting underscore podcast. Or if you want to be featured on the show, maybe you want to leave a voice message, ask me a question, uh, give me a topic to talk about, you can go ahead and go to anchor.fm forward slash Ernie, E R N I E dash. Cornejo, C-O-R-N-E-J-O, or if you don't want to enter that address at all, you can just go to anchor.fm and look up Still Waiting Podcast. Enjoy the show. What is up, everybody? Happy Easter. Welcome back to another episode of the Still Waiting Podcast. I'm your host, Ernie C., Back at you again with another week. This is take. This is the fifth take, by the way. I have been fucking up left and right on this intro, and I want to, you know, I should just stick to my word and just go, just go with the flow of how I record. But sometimes it's just so hard when I'm fumbling on every fucking word, and I it's just like I I don't even know what to say anymore. I feel like I've gotten everything out of this podcast. I, I don't know if like I'm gassed that I'm doing this doing this podcast or something. I don't know. But I mean, I love doing it. I love podcasting. It is so, so much fun. It's just on days like today where it's like I have literally nothing, nothing interesting in the least to talk about other than Easter. Um I'm actually recording this. I'm I'm going to record this first segment and then I'm going to take a long 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 break throughout the day because uh I'm going to be gathering with my girlfriend's a good chunk of her extended family, her her daughters and aunts, uncles, I think grandma, uh cousins, all that stuff. They're finally going to get to meet me. And I, I've already met a good chunk. I've met her mom. I've met a uh, number of family members. And I'm, I guess I'm going to be meeting uh, quite a bit more. So I'm pretty excited. I, th- I, think I, I think I'm confident when it comes to meeting family. I can at least... Uh, I can get people to like me. I'm not... I'm not one of those phonies, though, that freaking, like, need validation from family. It's just... I think I, I like to pride myself on my personality. I think I have a pretty outgoing personality. At least I know how to put it on. Because I'm a very introverted guy. I think most people that didn't know me and just saw me, they like if like in a stranger situation, I think most people look at me and they're like, eh, that guy looks like he's like mad all the time or he just looks focused or something. And But then, you know, when I actually meet, meet people, like, I can, I can, I don't like shut down or anything. I just, I, I, I put on a face. I'm like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. You know, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm so, so. And then, you know, just get out a few things like, how are you? How's your day? What do you do? All that fun stuff. But, you know, but, but to the normal stranger, I think I'm just not, I don't think I'm approachable in a lot of cases. <laughs> but, who knows? I don't even know myself sometimes. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, another fucking, uh, not a weird week. It's just been, it's just kind of a meh week. A lot of like, 
being at work and just being in my head. Being in my head. My worst fucking enemy is my head. Um, by the way, before I get into Angel's Corner later, I saw some of the questions he asked, and I'm actually going to kind of address them now. But I'm still going to read them a little bit later and probably uh, ref- give you a little refresher of what I'm talking about right now. But this weekend I was in my head a lot. Or this week at work. Uh, I was in my head a lot on the road. And I was thinking about the podcast. I was just like, Jesus, Ernie. Like, like, where are you going with this podcast? And is it a failed podcast? Do you think think it's a success? Like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to quit on the podcast? Are you going to do this? Like, I mean, all this stuff was going on in my head about the podcast. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna kind of uh, update people on the status of this podcast. And that'll, that'll probably be my first half hour. And yeah, that was just thinking like, is this a failed podcast? I think it is. But I should still be proud of it and either, I, I mean, I, I think what's still kind of uh, in my head of whether or not I should keep doing it. And I, I appreciate the people that are listening. I really, really do. Uh, Angel, especially you, you have uh, helped me out through this process like no other. And I don't know if I'm going to give up. If I do, it'll be in the coming months. It won't be like immediate. I'm not going to sit there and blindside the few listeners that I get. No, I'm going to still do this weekly for for a bit longer. And because I do love doing it. I lo- I love just talking, even if it's just to myself and pretend that I'm talking to to a crowd of people. It's it's nice, especially knowing that people listen. That's amazing. But I was just thinking like you're running out of stuff to talk about. You, like people are like, okay, buddy, you've hit the stage. Like, what's your ne- what's like what's the next goal? You only like you've made a podcast. You've hit the stage. What is the next goal? Like, I don't know. The next goal is to keep on doing stand up, and uh, the goals are constantly to, like just do in front of bigger do it in front of bigger crowds. For the podcast goes as as for the podcast. Um, I'm going to keep doing it for a bit longer. I don't know for how long I do enjoy the shit out of doing this though. And like, I just, I was hearing a podcast. I think it was from Chris Stefano earlier this week. And it was like, it, that's what made it kind of the thought hit like, okay, should I keep doing this podcast? Should I think of another podcast to do? Should I do what I said I was going to do? Probably a few Fuck, like, many, many episodes ago, I brought up the fact that I was thinking about doing a second podcast where I was, like, watching movies for the first time. And I would love, I I still would love to do that podcast. It's just, like, my brain is so focused on this podcast and my career, my goals for you know, stand-up comedy, all that stuff. And it's just like, could I really handle doing a second podcast right now? Probably not. Uh, I don't think I'm really 
in my uh, in a comfort in a comfortable situation where I could get away with doing two podcasts. I think my brain is so focused. It's like tunnel vision, and I'm just so focused on this podcast. And um, maybe if time frees up, maybe if I don't know, somehow down the road I actually have more time on my hands. Yeah, I could take on two podcasts, but um, I would. Uh, I still would absolutely love to do a second podcast. It's just like my brain is so focused on doing this guy, the still waiting podcast. And like I said, I like, where was it? I just realized I flubbed on a bunch of shit. Like, <laughs> see, that's the problem with the still waiting podcast. It's like, I, t- I talk about a thought and then I just go down a random road and totally don't. It, I was talking about Chris Stefano. And all of a sudden it just turned into this, oh yeah, back to my podcasting. No, but what uh, Chris Stefano said, like he said he, he failed in the podcast world numerous times before he finally got a freaking successful one, and that's the Chrissy Chaos podcast. And I was like, wait a minute, like he failed numerous times? Oh yeah, it's okay to fail. Like it's a learning process. It's not like your first project is not going to be the one that gets you gold. And so that's what made me think about um, this podcast. It's like, is this a failed podcast? And I would say, yes, it is. But I'm also taking it as a successful one, too, because I actually overcame a lot of things just doing this show. And... A lot of my uh, internal battles, I should say, like in my, especially in my own head, where like I make fun of my voice, I make fun of myself, I make fun of my personality, and you know, people. Uh, I mean, I don't know if people are sick of it or anything. That's just, I think I've gotten that critique so many times that we're like, dude, you need to stop shitting on yourself. I'm like, but dude, that is what comedians do. They, it's self-deprecation. You know, it's just. But they find the humor in it. And I find the humor in making fun of myself. Like, when I call myself fat, like, do I truly believe it? Possibly. But it's not a problem. It's not to the point where it's defeating me as a person. And, you know, though I shit on my voice and I shit on my personality, these things don't defeat me as a person. Like, like it, t- it, would t- it takes a lot more to defeat me as a person. Like, my ex-wife almost got away with it. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm laughing about it now. I I overcame that, you know, and I thought I was actually like, really like not 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 like suicidal here, guys, but it's like I thought I was just a goner of a human being, but then I was surrounded by people that actually do care for me still, and I was uh, around my kid, and like these things just picked me back picked me back up. And, you know, I found humor in a lot of my, uh, what do you call them, adversities. And so, like, you know, and, the, and like, like I always point to the Honeydew as well, like the Honeydew podcast. Great fucking podcast if you're struggling mentally with anything. Because you, you can sit there and listen to these stories and like, holy shit, my life is nothing. Like, my life is a cakewalk in comparison to a lot of these people. And these people are laughing at their adversities. 
and they've they've overcome a lot and they're finding the humor in in their previous life or the previous part of their lives and i freaking applaud them like crazy so when i think about this podcast though it's just like okay it's a failed project but i'm still doing it like i should be proud of that i should you know keep on doing it until either i find something else or I find the time to do another project and, you know, kind of throw some chips in on that and see where that goes. I don't know. And then what else? Like, uh, I was just thinking like, I don't know. Uh, I don't have guests on anymore. Like I only did that two weeks in a row. I had Brandy and Alicia and I can't, and, and then, you know, that one week and then I had Terry the next, those were amazing weeks, but then it's just been all me you know, and it almost seems like the content's always the same. The only thing that's different is Angel's questions. But, like, it's, it's like, like again, Angel Benuelos is, the, like, the coolest fucking dude ever for helping me out on this. Like, I don't, I, I don't ever talk to him at the hospital, but, uh, well, because I don't, I never see him either. But, uh, you know, he went out on a limb and listened to my stupid podcast at the very beginning, it was, like I said, it was the, the beginning of my podcast is very, very stupid. Like, the first few episodes, maybe the first fucking 10, 12, stupid episodes. But Angel saw something, or listened to something, and he was just like, I'm going to help this guy out. And, like, he made this podcast an hour-long podcast, because I couldn't do this on my own. <laughs> For now, like, I don't have an interesting life, guys. Like, it, you guys hear it every week. They're like, man, this guy is either very, very lonely or, you know, he just has a couple date nights here and there and then he talks about his son. It's like, what else is going on? Like, what does he think about the Russia-Ukraine situation, which I have touched on? Or what does he think about Joe Biden, which I've touched on? <laughs> you know, you guys know my po- politics. You guys don't want to hear it, though. And because, you know, I am, I, I like... I'm just like the the average person. I do not care about politics. I think the average person does not care about politics. They don't want politics in their freaking podcasts. They don't want politics in their movies. They don't want politics anywhere around them. And, you know, sometimes I spill the beans on my political point of view. And I don't mean to. It's just like sometimes I'm a little bit passionate about how much I despise Joe Biden and how much I, you know, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm a, I'm a Trump supporter, but, you know, I'm not, like, the hardcore what, what people would call alt-right, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's fine, but, uh, anyway, I'm, there I go, diverting again, um, <laughs> but, now I was just thinking about that all week, about where is this podcast going, why do I keep doing it, even though there's no real, uh, reward out of it, I, like I said, it's pennies on the freaking it's it's a penny per play and i'm going to expose anchor right now it's okay i appreciate anchor honestly for giving me the platform because honestly like i always wanted to do a podcast for the last well, not, not always but for the last 5 years after listening to some of my favorites like your mom's house honeydew bill burr i always like thought to myself like how do these people come up with so much content and can do an hour to two hours a week, and it's like no problem to them. It's because they're seasoned comedians for one, and like 
they're just clever. They're just very, very clever. I'm still on the entry st- in the entry level, so I'm not that clever yet. <laughs> and but you know, someday I like to think I will be. I, I like to think I'm clever in certain situations, like especially with friends and family. But when it comes to like you know just a strange audience, because I don't know who's all listening to this, like I don't. I don't know how to be clever in front of a strange audience. And, you know, it's not me, like, shutting down. It's just, uh, I just don't know, like, I just don't know what to say, like, how people, you know, retain what I say, if they retain anything at all. I think, if anything, that people want to retain anything I talk about on this show just to make fun of me. (laughs) And it's fine. I don't care. You can make fun of me. But no, I was just thinking to myself, like, where is the future of this? Is there a future in this podcast? Probably not. But I appreciate that I was given the platform to do this. And if I am done, I'll if I if I am truly done in the coming months or so, I'll let you guys know. Um but that being said, just because I'm possibly thinking about hanging the show up doesn't mean I am not thinking about doing another project. Like I am truly I truly want to do the movie podcast. I think that'd be an incredible project. I just I need a bigger audience. I need more of a response too and I need um uh, ideas i need uh the cleverness i need it all but uh, like like i said i was just like i said uh earlier i just even though i'm coming down on this podcast or what it seems like like what it seems like i'm doing is like i'm coming down on this podcast it's not defeating me like i'm going to keep pursuing this and because i love doing it and i just would love to get better equipment better a production, obviously, because this is just me producing here, guys. Like, I'm producing, creating, and barely editing a, a single thing on this show. Angel is more of, like, just giving me ideas. So he's, like, a writer. And I always, I always accredit him to that. Like, he is a writer for my show. And I appreciate him so, so much. But... With a, with either a second podcast or another podcast that I do down the road, and like if I give if I give this up, um, I want better production. I want better editing. I want better ideas. I want I want help. Honestly, like I just need help here, guys, because I don't have good skills when it comes to you know. Ideas, writing, editing, production. I just am doing. I'm I'm a better just doer. And, or if you want to call it a performer, I'm not even really performing here, guys. I'm just kind of just spilling out my guts about random shit. But I do, like, again, I I do want to eventually do another project. And I plan on it being the movie thing. But if I come up with a better idea, I will let you guys know. And 
I would love to have a co-host, somebody to talk to, somebody to, you know, help me uh, expand. Like if Angel, if Angel, if you were free on Saturdays afternoons or whatever, or Saturday mornings, we could do something. Uh, I would love to have a show with a co-host and, you know, we could split whatever money, all that stuff. We of course talk about that. Not me just, not just me shooting negotiations off on a freaking podcast, (laughs) but I'm just saying like, I, I would love to just have a conversation. I would love Alicia and I to do a podcast, but of course she can't because she's got, you know, she's got her daughter and she's got her, her daughter like 95% of the time. But uh, I would love to do a show with Terry all the fucking time, but I don't know what that guy's up to. He's always freaking somewhere. (laughs) He's not always in town. Um, but yeah, that's just been where, where my brain has been this week is the future of this show. And again, that's just not me. That's not me giving up though on the still waiting podcast. It's just to me right now in, it's been a little over a year that since this podcast has been on, I just feel like it's gone nowhere. And I hope, I hope it changes. I hope that I can keep on doing this podcast. Uh, If I even, but if I, like, I don't know. I'm also thinking like, should I do a similar show? Just call it a different name and leave the still waiting podcast as its own thing. Just maybe like do something a little bit different. Like maybe, I don't know. Maybe Angel and I, like, do a thing together and just call it Angel's Corner. I don't fucking know. <clears throat> but I'm going to be thinking of ideas in the in the future, in the very, very near future. And whether it be a movie podcast or whether it be, I don't know, a different project for podcasts, maybe something regarding stand-up. Uh, I would even love to do a fucking metal podcast if... If Alicia and I could do a podcast together, I guarantee it would be amazing and it would be about heavy metal most of the time and probably just random nonsense between the two of us because if if anybody can have an amazing conversation with me, it's her. (laughs) Her and I, like, she's smart, she's funny, she, like, we fucking just bounce stupid shit off each other all day. Like, when I was living with her, we would just, the random shit we would talk about was amazing and it should have been recorded because i think we had a lot of good comedy content um but who knows who knows where the future what the future holds with you know me and possibility of projects i don't know like but i'm hopeful in the end i'm i guess what a way to end this this segment this first segment is that i'm hopeful i'm not giving up i'm not giving up on the still waiting podcast yet I'll say yet. Um, And I appreciate every single person that has listened. You know, the few countries around the world, the few, the, what I'm at, like half of the U.S., all the demographics, like, I look at them right now. I look and I appreciate it so, so, so much. Um, But yeah, that is where I am mentally right now, like, 
uh, like I'm hopeful. I'm 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 proud of myself that I was able to overcome all this shit, just to somehow and, and to finally commit to something and be happy that I did it. Like I don't know. I I, I just. The first few weeks, I think you just heard it in my voice. Very, very shaky, very, very timid, very intimidated at the idea of my voice being out there for anybody to listen to uh, about the random nonsense I would talk about, the bitching about my ex-wife, the bitching of my ex-girlfriend, the bitching of my son. Like, and I appreciate that people listened. And, like, it made me feel good. It made me overcome, it helped me overcome all that shit. So, thank you guys so, so much for listening, and, um, like I said, I, if I give up, I will let you guys know, but that being said, it isn't the last, uh, you hear my voice on a podcast, and I'm just gonna keep on, like, looking, searching for, like, a calling, searching for, uh, like, just ideas, just to help me get out there and, you know, broaden my, um, experiences, and, um, yeah, that is where my thoughts are this week, so, I'm going to get out of here, I'm going to go get myself ready to go hang out with my girlfriend and her family, and I, uh, again, I'm just, kind of reiterating stuff, it's just, I, I, I'm just thankful for you guys, honestly, like, this Easter day, this Easter Sunday, I'm just thankful that I have people to talk to, even though these people aren't even here, (laughs) it's just like, uh, I don't know, just, I'm very, very thankful, and I'm not giving up, I'm hopeful, I'm, I'm ready to see where my road, my road takes me, honestly, and yeah so anyway (laughs) i'm gonna get out of here it's just gonna be a uh, brief break and i will be right back with angel's corner and i am back after like five hour break for me got to go meet with uh the girlfriend's more extended family and met some really really cool people really really sweet people uh, even did an egg hunt, got myself a whole dollar and a ton of chocolate and some booze and yeah, I'm good. I'm good over here, over here at the Cornejo household, but yeah, now I'm taking a break from them for a bit and I, I was wondering, I was like, should I record the second half at her, her place? Just kind of exclude myself, but I was like, no, guys, I can't guarantee her daughters would leave me alone knowing that I'm doing this. And, uh, so I was like, I'll just drive back to my place and do the second half of the podcast. But no, it was a lot of fun, a lot of good food and a lot of just meeting new people and trying to remember names. And it it was a lot of fun though. And so that was, yeah, that was my Easter now. Like you got to hear me kind of spiel off the future of the still waiting podcast and, Take a brief break, and now I'm back here doing Angel's Corner. Angel Banuelos. Banuelos. Oh, the writer for my show, just like I said at the top of the show. 
like I said, at the top, like at the top of every angel's corner, pretty much. He's pretty much the writer for my show. Always helps out. Nice enough to send me questions. And for the time being, guys, the offer still stands. Uh, if you want to send in your questions, you know my social medias. You know how to reach me, kind of. And yeah, uh, would love to hear from somebody else. But you know, for the time being, Angel's gonna carry the show, and I appreciate him so so dearly. So let's get into it with Angel's Corner. So, first thing he sends me is an article. And he starts off by saying, I know this might piss you off. And the article reads, Murderer identifies as a baby. Transgender killer demands a pacifier, baby food, and diapers in her cell. And I'm pretty sure this is a guy. What a fucking asshole. And then the article reads, let's see here. A transgender convicted killer has been given a pacifier by prison guards after claiming she now identifies as a baby. Sophie Eastwood, 36, who received a life sentence for strangling her cellmate with shoelaces, has also asked for diapers and baby food. She is locked up at Polmont Prison in Falkirk, Scotland, after killing 22-year-old Paul Algie in Algi. In 2004. Ooh, my graduating year. That was, wow. How old is she? She's 36. She's my age. So she's been in jail. She's been in prison. No. You know what? No, fuck this guy. He, he, not, I don't give a shit if he is now Sophie Eastwood. He is locked up in prison pretty much since the time he graduated high school. Unreal. Yes, it pisses me off because... This actually reminds me of something else that I read earlier this week that pissed me off, and that was (laughs) the fact that we are catering to these fucking people. Um, I'm not going to sit there and generalize and say all transgender people are bad people, but fucking assholes like this really, like, do not make, do not put a good spotlight on transgender people. Um, Because, again, I don't know if you've heard the story, I've said it in I think a couple times on the podcast, that I was friendly with a transgender person way before transgender people were, like, all of a sudden a thing in this day and age. This guy, this, because I'm nice enough to call this person a she. She was a great, great person. I really, really liked her. She was very, very friendly to me, you know, because she was really, really good friends with uh, my friend Brandy, the sweetest person. So I, I got along with her. And she deserves that respect because she showed that she was a good person. So I didn't, I wasn't like weirded out by anything else. Like, like, like I said, she had a better five o'clock shadow than me. But the thing is, it didn't matter. She was fucking cool as shit. But then fuckers like this, um, bastard freaking kills. And then identify, this whole identity thing, guys, like it does piss me off. It really, really does. The fact that we have to cater to anybody like cater to people's identities because all of a sudden science doesn't matter and you know you can be whatever the fuck you want you can identify as a shoelace you can identify as a xbox remote controller you can uh, identify as a freaking socket wrench and people have to fucking suck your dick and bow down to you because you're you're a unique human being now but no fuck this person the guards should be like, oh, you want some baby food? Um, and shove it up his ass. And you want a pacifier? Put it in your fucking urethra. Um, diapers? 
I'll shit in a diaper and I'll stuff it in your mouth. You want that? This guy should be treated like the lowest human being on earth. Like, especially since he's a murderer and he's an idiot. Like, he deserves no respect in prison. So why are why are the prison guards giving him this shit? A pacifier and baby food and diapers. Oh, Angel, what a way to start off your corner. Um, that is very, very frustrating, but it does, it does drive me nuts that you still have to cater to these people because they have to, you know, stand up. But where did I go? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, I remembered. That reminded me of an article earlier this week, and I think I, yeah, I just totally veered off track again, just like I always do on the Still Waiting podcast. That should be the theme of this podcast. <laughs> Like, yeah, this guy makes no sense in his shit, but he just, he thinks it's something, and then, bam, squirrel, thinks of something else. But no, this reminds me of an article I read earlier this week, um, that a guy that identifies as a woman was placed in a woman's prison, and he ended up, as of this week, already impregnated two of the female inmates. So, but I thought he was a woman. How do women get other women pregnant? This doesn't make any sense. Huh. You don't say. This guy just wanted to go to a minimum security prison and fuck as many bitches as possible. Like, (laughs) it just drives me nuts that the system caters to these people. Like, you want to fucking be a woman, chop your dick off, and then you go to prison. Like, or they will chop your dick off before you get to prison. How about that? I don't know. Just insane. All right. And then he sends me another article. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried, yes. Comedian and actor dies at 67. That was unreal. I mean, but then then again, you know, we're... It's unreal because I remember seeing this guy as a kid and thinking he was super annoying because he was always screaming. He had that obnoxious voice. But then as I got older and I noticed, like, he was in, like, roasts, a lot of Comedy Central roasts and... He was an actual comedian. He was a funny dude, and I appreciated him. Like, like his roast on Bob Saget, I thought was one of the funniest shits. Like, like it was so funny. If if you have Paramount Plus, you should go watch the roast of Bob Saget and watch Gilbert Gottfried's roast. He he's he's just another king of comedy, and it's so freaking sad that he's gone. But it's just like now that now I'm at that age where it's like. N- people that I grew up watching and seeing them pass away, it just, it doesn't surprise me anymore. Like Bob Saget and Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald was the biggest surprise, I think, out of all of them. But, you know, like, people die, and it's just, it's so, it's, it's, the last few years have just been unreal, like, as far as, like, people that I've actually looked up to, like, you know, Bob Saget and Norm MacDonald and even Gilbert Gottfried, in a sense, and, but, like, some of my favorite musicians, like Joey Jordison, passed away last year. and um, Or this past year. Was it this year? Or maybe it was last year. Um, <clears throat> but, like, a lot of just these people that I've looked up to for the last... Since, since my childhood. It's like, they're all falling off now. And it's kind of like, you have to kind of come grips with, to come to grips with your own mortality. And you're like, how much longer do I really have on this earth? Like, could I go this year? Could I go in 30 years? I don't know. Like, that's just, it's it's sad. But Gilbert, rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. Like, you are a class act. 
the you were some of the some of the funniest shit like I would see like like of of Gilbert Godfrey's, especially when I was a kid. Even though like I thought he was annoying at the time, like I grew up and really appreciated it. Like his his stuff on like Problem Child and Problem Child Two, especially Problem Child Two, was so good. Like he's so obnoxious, but he's so freaking funny. And like when he's like when he's like reunited with that redheaded kid at the middle school or the elementary school, and he's like freaking out, and he's just he bumps him up like four or five grades just to get him out of school sooner. It's hilarious, and so it's sad. I'll I'll never forget Gilbert Gottfried. He's definitely got one of those voices that you can never forget. Um, but rest in peace, dude, and I'm sure you're making God laugh right now, for sure. All right. Um, cops use Disney songs as a shield. Squad cars blare out music, so copyright infringement prevents people posting videos online. I don't think I understand it. That ar- I don't think I understand that article. Um, I can, and then Angel says, I can just hear them blasting, let it go while they're busting someone. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, Bare Necessities or, uh, Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Uh, it means no worries for the rest of your days because you're gonna get raped in prison. Sorry. (laughs) Um... Uh, I don't know if I understand that article. Like, they're just using these songs. But the whole copyright thing kind of just... It's confusing. It's a confusing written art. Yeah, the article itself is very, very confusing. Um, Cops use Disney songs as a shield. I don't know. I don't don't get it. Um, Weird. But that is weird. That they would, you know, blast bare necessities or, I don't know, uh, Corella DeVille. Corella DeVille, Corella DeVille. Sorry, you don't want to hear me sing. My voice is like shot anyway. From blasting all those freaking metal songs. Speaking of metal, like, before I get any further into Angel's Corner, I'm going to a show next week, so I'm uncertain on how I'm going to record next week's episode. I'm probably going to record early because I'm going to a metal show next Sunday. Going to go see Vale Amaya, Born of Osiris. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see those guys. Uh, it'll be my like fourth or fifth time seeing Born of Osiris, but uh, wait, the fourth? Probably the fourth time. Um, and it'll be my first time seeing Vale Amaya, so I'm really, really stoked on seeing them. Their guitarist is unreal, the sounds that he makes from his guitar. And then, actually, another few weeks, I'm going to go see Lorna Shore. I've been trying my hardest to scream like Will Ramos, but I'm going to go see Lorna Shore, Upon a Burning Body, Suicide Silence, uh, Angel Maker. Oh, man, it's just going to be a death metal festival that day. And But seeing Lorna Shore is probably going to be my highlight for sure, because the guy, the singer for Lorna Shore, Will Ramos, the most, the craziest sounds out of the littlest dude I've ever seen in my life. He is tiny. Like, you know Chris from The Lab Angel? Like, he's almost like, he's maybe just a tad bit bigger than him, and he sounds beefier than me. 
<laughs> with this, it's fucking insane. The sounds that come out of that little dude. So I am really, really stoked to go see Lorna Shore. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know why I went off on a metal thing. Something about Disney and metal just kind of blended together. Um, all right, so Angel sent me a scenario, looks like. I talked to my friend who's a Native American. I asked him how he feels about PETA and vegetarians who say eating meat is murder and animal animal cruelty. Uh, and animal cruelty is wrong and things like that. I said to him, in my eyes, his people are the most respectful people on the way they go uh, on the way they got their food supply because they would thank the animal and use everything the animal, uh, everything of the animal, so it wouldn't go to waste. He agreed and added that his people laugh at vegetarians and PETA because they don't mind they don't mind field workers picking their vegetables in harsh weather conditions, and he thinks it's just funny. Yeah, PETA and vegetarians. I won't shit on vegetarians. I will shit on vegans. Vegans especially are the, like the really, really smug, like, I don't eat this because it's animal cruelty. The vegetarians that are all, like against animal cruelty, yeah, I'll make fun of them too. But vegans, I think, are the more staunch assholes of the bunch. Um, PETA, they're just fucking idiots. They are so retarded. Um, but... I didn't know. I feel like I did know that Native Americans like thanked. It's almost like a prayer before they ate their food because they would thank the animal, and it's it's the circle of life kind of thing, or the you know the food chain thing. It's just though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure animals feel pain. I don't doubt that, but I think I think I almost feel like they know why they're here on this earth. And it's almost to be either consumed by um, amongst their peers, like a lion, a tiger, a bear, or to be consumed by us humans. It's just like, that's how it is. You know, they know they're not going to live a long life. Like deer, they'll fucking go out in the middle of the road. They're, they're like, they're suicidal as fuck. And, but they also get hunted. I don't know. I'm like, what, what am I even talking about? <laughs> but seriously, like, um... I don't know. I just feel like animals are more cognizant than we uh, than we are led to believe. And, you know, as far as, like, they know why they're here on this earth, they're just enjoying nature as much as possible before they inevitably get eaten. And that's just how it goes. And, uh, I don't know. Vegetarians, well, I'm not going to say... I'm more shitting on vegans and PETA, not vegetarians. Because vegetarians are just more of like a... It's more of a dietary thing than it is uh, animal is... Animal cruelty is wrong. Um, but yeah, your friend also has a good point. You know, they don't mind field workers pick, picking their vegetables. You know I mean? I mean, they they work their asses off just, to, just so they can have food on the table too. All right. Let's see how far we are before Angel. I get into Angel's actual questions. All right, not doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Oh boy! So now we are getting into Angel's questions, and I gotta say they are pretty funny, from what I'm seeing. How would you feel if your mom was an adult film star? Would you be okay with it or be embarrassed? I would be absolutely be embarrassed. 
But then again, at the same time, even though I would be embarrassed, I wouldn't be surprised either. Like, my mom was a very, very pretty lady, you know, when I was a kid. But, you know, that being said, her being a pretty lady, I've also heard some... Uh, well, I haven't heard, like, nasty details. I've just heard nasty scenarios that which my mom may have been a part of. Not, not, the, not <laughs> I'm, like, probably, <laughs> I'm probably, like, leading you guys to believe one thing, but it's actually not that. It's just, like, my mom was a very sweet woman, but she was also very deceitful. So... Like, I mean, I don't know if it was deceitful towards me or my sister, but it was more, I think it was when it came to, like, significant others like my dad or even my sister's dad or boyfriends alike. My mom was good at deceiving these people. And, I mean, I've heard stories from my dad, not, like, detailed stories, but it's just like, okay, like, would it surprise me, though, if my mom was an adult film star? No, it wouldn't. Um, would I be embarrassed? Absolutely. Uh, but if that was her, uh, lifestyle, I couldn't, if that was her way of making money, I just like, I just got to shrug my shoulders and be like, "Eh, good for you, mom. There's now OnlyFans. (laughs) I wouldn't even want to. Uh, comedy going too far. Talking about your mom having an OnlyFans. Jesus. On Easter Sunday, too. Um, what if your sister... Oh, what if your sister... What if your significant other just told you they have a full-time... Oh! What if your significant other just told you they have a full-time OnlyFans? Are you okay with that or no? She's going to be with you and that's not right. Um, that'd be tough. Like, Especially if I like grow to love this person, and then I and then she just kind of blindsides me like that. I think that kind of stuff needs to be brought up when like within the first week or two of dating. Like, hey, by the way, I have an al- an alternate career right now where I just do stuff for a camera, but nobody's there. It's just like I just f- fiddle with my bean, flick my bean, I freaking just. Put it on the internet so people can pay me like 10 bucks a month. Um, and that would be a real test. If they told me that uh, within the first week or two of dating, I think I would learn to accept it. And be like, well, whatever. She can be my sugar, mo- sugar mama. Um, but if it was just something like, like I absolutely love this person... You know, I want her to be with me forever, blah, 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 blah. And then she just randomly just says, hey, by the way, you know, since we've been together, I felt the need to tell you that I have an OnlyFans and I make like thousands of dollars a month. Uh, you know, like I said, like I've said numerous times, money is not important to me in the least. It's happiness. Uh, <clears throat> but that would be a hard pill to swallow. Especially if I, like, grew to love this person. I don't... It'd be a long conversation. And it'd have to take a lot of convincing for me or for her to see see it one way or the other. Um, But I would be... Let's just say, like, I'd I'd be very, very upset. But I wouldn't say no. Because... 
then I feel like there, there'd be resentment either way, honestly. And I'd rather uh, me resent her than her resent me, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Because I can, I can be okay with resentment, honestly. Like, I'd just be like, okay, this is just a tiny pill. Like, I don't know, this is just a tiny thing. Eventually, hopefully it's just a phase that she can grow out of. And... You know, maybe check back in a year, see where what, what she wants to do, kind of thing. But who knows? Like, I, I hope I'm never presented with that situation. But in this day and age, nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> nothing really does surprise me anymore. All right. Um, what would you say to your son in the future if you caught him watching adult content? It's inevitable. Uh, I mean, I hope I never catch him, like, actually jerking it, but it's inevitable. I'm pretty sure I've been caught by my mom, <laughs> honestly. She just didn't admit it, and, oh, God, that was very, very, well, let me just paint the picture for you. I was a teenager. I was a very, very young teenager, and, I I mean, I didn't need much to, you know, get my engines going, you know, all those hormones, and... I was living in the basement of the house at that time. I actually was like, <laughs> this is, I can't believe I'm fucking saying this on a fucking podcast. I was I preaching, you know, that, that close, it was getting close. And I was like, oh man, it, it's here it comes. <laughs> and I heard footsteps coming down the stairs. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, fucking blew my load and <laughs> just, Put it in my fucking pants. <laughs> my mom comes around the corner like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, you know, I was just, uh, just, you know, about to play video games. <laughs> and she goes, oh, yeah, and you're watching, why is this video on pause? And it was like P- Pamela Anderson on the TV. And I'm like, oh, you know, I just was going to the bathroom and. I was about to go to the bathroom, but I really, really like this song. It was, a, it was a music video that she was in, and and my mom just gave me a look like, yeah, okay. <laughs> God. Well, now you guys have ammunition to make fun of me. I don't fucking care. This was when I was a teenager. You tell me an embarrassing story of, were you ever caught masturbating, Angel? Or anybody that listens? I'm I'm sure... There are some pretty embarrassing stories, and that's very tame in comparison. My story is very tame in comparison. But uh, what would I say to my son in the future if I caught him watching adult content? Honestly, I would just tell him, like, hey, man, it's okay. Uh, Maybe put, like, a fucking tie on your doorknob so I know not to walk in or barge in on you. Uh, but if I absolutely need something, I'm going to knock and you just, you need to answer me. Say like, Hey, like come back in like five minutes. I don't know. (laughs) It's, it's, it's just like that, that kind of stuff is inevitable. Like you're gonna, your kid's gonna fucking come across porn. He's going to either like girls or guys or, or trans. I hope he just sticks to girls or guys. Whatever he wants to do, I don't care. Um, but 
you know, it's inevitable. So if I, what I would just say to him, just like, Hey, it's normal. Like, but just, uh, be a little bit considerate and, uh, yeah, (laughs) honestly, like I, I know that day will come and I don't know. I don't, I guess I'm just gonna have to improvise and think of what I want to, what I would say to him. Maybe I'll tell him that fucking embarrassing story. I don't know. <laughs> God, I'll never forget that shit. That was. I, I I know my mom wasn't that dumb, but you know, I thought I got away with it. Um, do you have a mentor? If so, who is your mentor? My my dad. Like I think I think that goes without saying. Um. My dad has been my mentor pretty much my entire life. He's taught me a lot as far as, like, work ethic, keeping a good work ethic, bust your ass for what you want. Um, He's still, even though, like, I have these dreams, like, I've told him, like, we're actually just talking about it, and he kind of, like, he shut down my my dream again about stand-up comedy, but, like, I know why he's doing it, because he wants me to be, like, a, a, I'll put this in quotes, a realist. And... It's like, yeah, but you're you're also, like, shutting down your kid's dream. You're kind of doing a, a disservice to your kid. You're not giving him hope. But at the same time, we're just like, he's, I still look up to him regardless. Even no matter, no matter what he says. Like, he can shit all over my dreams. But the thing is, like, I appreciate it because, like, I, I use him in my fucking stand-up. <laughs> and it, it's funny. It's one of the funnier parts of my freaking act. Um... But, no, I always appreciate what he has to say. Like, he gives me good advice. because, And I think that's what a good father should do, is be a mentor to his kid. He, he definitely um, influences me to be a better father to my kid. And I know I'm, I'm a good dad, but, I, I mean, I could always be better. It's just my kid is hard, a hard kid to deal with. And apparently I'm like, I was a breeze as a kid. So my dad kind of knows that my situation's way different than than his when it came to dealing with his kid. But, no, my dad is a great mentor, though. Otherwise, like, he's taught me so much over the years since I was a little kid. And I always I always think of him, like, like as sad as it is to say, I just, like, if I'm in a, in a, if I'm in a tough situation, I always think, like, what would my dad do? Would he call this person? Would he not like? Would he not call anybody? Would he just figure the shit out? And so a lot of the times it's the latter. Like, and he he'll just figure it out. And so that's what I do. I just figure it out. Um. Oh, I guess that was an extended extension of my of the question. When you were younger, or even now, yeah. When I was younger, or and even now, like I look up to my dad. He's a good mentor, good good person, and has taught me especially about work ethic so I definitely appreciate that and I know that the world is definitely not given to you you have to earn it and bust your ass for it for the world you want all right if uh if someone wanted to start a podcast what advice would you give them have a fucking theme like, if there's anything I could say about this podcast is, like, I'm glad I, I have Angel's Corner to rely on, but I have no theme. I really don't. And I really, like, 
if I do start another podcast, I hope it's with somebody, and I hope that there's a theme involved. But just be passionate about something. It could be about anything. There's there's even classes on how to do podcasts, and I should have probably brushed up on a little bit more knowledge before I even started this. But have a theme. That's I think that goes without saying when it comes to a podcast. Um, know your audience too. What what kind of what engages an audience, and yeah. But another piece of advice: don't quit. Because I mean, even though I said what I said earlier, like I'm not quitting. This isn't me quitting, guys. Like I'm just like. Wondering what else is out there, like as far as project wise, on or even a yeah podcast wise, um, like what is out there for me? So, <clears throat> uh, have a theme and don't quit. Just keep just keep hustling. Um, it's a lot of mental gymnastics, just a, a lot of figuring out, and you know if you have a lot of time, write notes. I don't have that much time, so a lot of the times I don't write notes. And you guys hear it on, every week on this podcast when I don't write notes because I have just, like, a lot of ums, a lot of, uh, like, just figuring shit out, like, figuring things to talk about. Uh, but, yeah, uh, have a theme and don't quit because it, it seriously is a lot of fun. Uh, what are the things people struggle with within your field of work at the hospital? My job is not hard at all. Yeah, I think the only thing people we really struggle with is that one person that in that that one dipshit in our department who has li- literally like ruined the experience. Honestly, because like we before COVID were a tight knit group and we were fucking we loved each other. We like we just got along. Always was happy go lucky. And like just I don't know the the atmosphere was just so nice and ever since he got came into the picture and then COVID happened he's been a fucking cunt <laughs> that's been the hardest struggle is dealing with him but other than that the work itself is also I can tell a lot of people are getting burnt out but I, but I think it's just more the the mental thing like it's mental burnt burnout more than anything because. For me, it's perpetual deja vu every day, every single day, same places, same times, uh, with a few different calls in between. And it's just, I don't know, it seems like every day is the same, nothing changes. And that, that, that's, that's what I struggle with, honestly. And I, I am ad- I'm admirable that people have, have jobs that have a variety of things that uh, they deal with to where every day is different. Every day is a different battle, and they just get the shit done. But that's really it. Like, honestly, it's just, I think, mental burnout and uh, oh, a particular cup face that we work with. That's what we struggle with in our uh, field at the hospital. Tell us about your upcoming project. Whatever happened to the movie podcast you talked about a while back in your podcast? Um, that kind of came and went, and but the thing is, 
I ne- I didn't ever really stop thinking about it. It would come back every so often, like, man, like, when am I going to do this? Like, it'd, it'd be amazing if I had the time to do this, but, like, when could I do it? I'd have to set up a time to watch a certain movie. I'd have to write notes as the movie goes on. I'd have to just really buckle down. And I even ha- I think I'd honestly have to find a different platform that's that distributes as much as Anchor does. But um, that would be, I don't know, like, I, I don't have an upcoming project right now, but I would love to do that movie podcast. And who knows where this podcast goes. Um, if I do end up giving up, like, or if I end up hanging in, uh, what do you call it? Fucking hanging the towel on this fucking podcast. Like, I'm, I'm going to have another project lined up before, lined up before I actually do hang up the towel on, on this podcast. Um, I just don't know. I just don't see myself right now dedicating my time to two podcasts, man, because that'd be a lot of mental gymnastics and a lot of uh, time and devotion towards uh, recording and editing and producing. And I I just want a better, if if I do hang in the towel, um, uh, I just want a better experience more than anything. It's just like, because... Like I said, this has just been more of a therapy session for me, and I appreciate the people that have listened, and, and the listeners that keep on listening. I thank you so so much. But that being said, yes, I'm going to have a different. I'm going to have a different project lined up if I do ever decide to hang in the towel on this. <clears throat> but I would love to do that movie podcast. That'd be so much fun. Um. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners but haven't had the chance to? Uh, you know, really, I, I can't think of anything right now because, honestly, you're the one that really brings it out of me, Angel, with these questions. Uh, you you paint scenarios so well sometimes, and it's just like, man, like, you're, you're exposing me left and right uh, as far as, like, my personality and how I would respond to certain things or certain scenarios. But, um, I, I don't, I can't think of anything I, I would want to tell you guys other than that. Just now I just told you an embarrassing masturbation story. So how do you like that? Oh, that's over. That was over the top, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. And I don't, no regrets. (laughs) Oh boy. All right. What is one tool you always carry in your toolbox no matter what project you're working on? Is this like a literal toolbox? Like, I don't have a toolbox though. I have my drill and I have a socket wrench. But if I had to pick one of the two, oh, that's a tough one. Because the socket wrench is so, like, like I love my socket wrench. <laughs> like I feel like such a badass when I use a socket wrench more than anything. <laughs> like yeah, I got a socket wrench. You know, just, you know that. Cl- I think that clicking sound is so satisfying. Like I don't get satisfying sounds, but that's a satisfying sound to me. Sound to me. It's like you know when you use the socket wrench and you just hear that clicking. You know, like oh man, okay, like yeah, it's tightening up. You like that shit? You fucking like that? Click, click, click it. <laughs> But, yeah, I'd have to say, 
Uh, the soccer wrench over the drill bit. Or, the, yeah, the drill. Uh, what is motivating your team right now at the hospital? Um, honestly, I think we are losing a lot of motivation. As because that that fucking asshole is like winning, you know, by ratting us out for stupid for the stupidest shit, and I think the only thing that's motivating me to still be there is the fact that I don't have to be around those people. Like I can get in my car at any time and just drive somewhere, and then. I can go sit in the parking lot, but I have to turn off my car because otherwise it looks like I'm idling. <laughs> and I just, sometimes we'll sit in a parking lot for like 10 minutes and just like, okay, there's like veg out, listen to my podcasts, whatever. And it's okay. But uh, yeah, that's like the only motivation I have is that I can leave whenever I want. It's a nice thing that, it's, it's nice. I don't have to be confined in one building or one area of the hospital. I can just be like, I'm going to get in my car and go. Um, I think that's probably the motivation for everybody there. Uh, what should I ask you that I didn't already, uh, or that I didn't know enough to ask? I think, um, I always like the would you rathers, honestly. I do like the would you rathers. I like the advice. I like, uh, I like them all, dude. Like, seriously, it, it amazes me that, amazes me that you're still going on this. And I, I appreciate that so much, Angel, that you've helped me out so, so much in, with your segment. And I couldn't thank you enough for this. But I do like the Would You Rathers. The Would You Rathers are funny, funny scenarios. Um, I like, I like all the questions, though, honestly. Yeah, that's all I can say. I do um, like all the questions. Uh, did you ever? Did your son ever ask you why you and your ex-wife aren't living together? Uh, no, but I could sense that he was thinking it. Very within the last few months, I even brought it up to my ex-wife, like, um, because we noticed that like there was more outbursts, a lot more him shutting down, and. I finally brought it up to her one time. I was like, you know, April, or yeah, I'm just going to say her name, April. It's like, you know, um, don't take this the wrong way, but I think he actually misses the way things used to be with you, with me, with us, and with him. And she was like, yeah, I, I kind of get that sense too, but, you know, we just have to be there for him. I'm like, yeah, exactly. We just have to let him know, like, hey, just because we aren't together, we love you no less. And, um, like, it's just, like, it's just different. And, you know, we just are accepting it, and it's fine. And then she actually broke the news to me. Not broke the news, but she told me about a week or two ago. She was like, hey, um... You know, we had a little, a little, a tiny outburst. And then I guess he finally like just kind of just was mopey for a little bit. And then he kind of, he came up to her and said, hey, mom, like I miss, or no, 
I I don't like that you and daddy don't live together. And I wish, or no, I wish you and daddy still live together. And and I was like, at the same time, I was like, as as heartbreaking as as that was for me, I was also like, I knew it. Like I like I told her, I told her that a couple months ago, and he flat out said it. Just said like right, he said right to her face, like I wish you and daddy still lived together. And I was like, oh buddy, like it's okay though. Like yeah, of course it sucks, and I hope someday you'll understand. But you know we're just we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Who are three people you have, who, who have been the most influential to you? Uh, three people. My dad, obviously. He, he's my mentor. Alicia, she'll be surprised when I say that, but she's a huge influence to me. She's just a baller. She, such a good person, such a good heart, and... She's just a hustler, too. Like, she busts her ass for, for what she has. And it's just like, that's what I want to be. Um, just a go-getter. And, uh, like, she, and she's just an amazing friend. So I think that's why, I, like, she's so influential to me. Is like, she, like I, I feel like I could be a better friend. But if I'm good enough to be in her circle, like, that makes me feel good. Uh but yeah, she's very very influential to me. And let's see here. I guess if I could say people that I don't know who influenced me, or one more person who, I guess uh, my biggest influence would be uh, Tom Segura, because he's influencing me on broadening my my comedy, my sense of humor, and my outlook, my, on how to write jokes and, in paint scenarios. He's just good with that. And like, that's why he influences me to, to me, he's the greatest com- comedian of all time. One of the greatest of all time. And he, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, without him, I don't know if I'd even be taking a shot at stand-up comedy because there's so many good comedians out there, but he, He's helped me, like, kind of, like, uh, uh, at least go for it. Especially, like, storytelling jokes. He's great at them. Great at them. So, he's another most influential person to me. So, my dad, Alicia, and Tom Segura. All right. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Ugh. I don't know, because I feel like I'd be a little bit more edgier if I were to step in your shoes. I'd be like, hey, how many sexual partners have you had? Totally expose yourself when you're here. Like, are we talking about one hand, two hands, four hands, six hands? Like, um, I don't know. I'd ask, like, the sexual questions because I'm a pervert. Uh... Uh, I don't know, dude. You you have such unique questions that uh, I don't think I could even uh, attempt to be like you or step into your shoes at all. So, 
thank you again, dude, because you are an incredible, you're, you're incredible for, incredible for just helping me out here. And this is it. This is the last thing Angel wants to say. It's not a question, but he says, okay, Ernie. So at the end of every podcast, you should say this. Thank you to everyone for listening to the Still Waiting Podcast. And I want to ask all the listeners out there, what are you still waiting for? Until next time, see you next week. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that in a few seconds. So that was the end. So Angel, Angel's Corner, Angel Banuelos, Banuelos. Thank you again for all the questions, the articles, all that stuff, uh, the advice, what, or no, not the advice, the scenario with your Native American friend. Um, I appreciate it. And again, I'm not hanging in the towel. I'm just, I've just really been thinking about where this podcast is going and if I want to pursue a different route with podcasting or just stick it out with this one and hope that it goes somewhere. I don't know, but the thing is, there's different avenues, and I've gotten a lot of insight as far as, like, you know, hey, just, but, like, like, just because this is your first project, you know, like, like, there's, what's the word, what's the phrase, I think it was a Mike Tyson thing, like, people, yeah, it was an episode that I talked about this on, but, like, people uh, try and fail, but the thing is they're satisfied because they tried. So yes, I'm satisfied that I did this podcast and I'm going to keep doing it for the time being, but it's still to, in my eyes a failed podcast, but a, a successful one at the same time. Like I, I feel like I, I succeeded in something by doing this and, but you know, just, I'm not gaining the view, the listenership that I want and it's okay. I'm not defeated or anything like that so i'm gonna i'm gonna be thinking for the next few months and see where i want to go with this podcast if i want to go a different avenue we'll see what happens there's plenty of time on this earth i'll figure it all out and yeah so thank you angel for the questions and i'm gonna do this sign off thank you to everyone for listening to the Still Waiting Podcast, and I want to ask all the listeners out there, what are you still waiting for? Until next time, I'll see you next week. God bless you guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Still Waiting Podcast. Please do not forget to go like, share, and subscribe to the show, and go review it. Let me know how I'm doing. It means nothing to you, but means everything in the world to me. Um, but thank you guys. Take care.